0: Hello and welcome to episode 103 of the Red Box Report, the weekly movie podcast where we review the latest Blu-rays and DVD releases for Redbox. I'm your host, Bob Fallon, and with me is Casey Brady. This week we're gonna have a double
1: header. We're going to look at Tusk, which is directed by Kevin Smith. We're then also going to look at Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. And for the movie Club segment, Bob recommended to me E2 Mama Tambia. For the top five, we will look at Kevin Smith directed films.
0: Yeah, that should be interesting. Sort of. Uh, yeah, I guess
1: not. Nah, I was. I don't know. When creating the list, I. I don't know. I like we'll Kevin Smith it, yeah. more as a person, more as a speaker, more as a podcaster, more as a
0: writer. You know, than a director. It's interesting. We'll get into this more obviously in a little bit, but I kind of feel the same way about him as a person not as a movie. Uh, director really it's not necessarily a bad thing but i'll explain more later okay but it's been a while since we've done this two weeks yeah you were on vacation almost exactly two weeks right? now was right. Your, yeah yeah about two weeks uh it was a very very uh good good <laughs> that's good to hear um, yeah so if if you missed it We released our second annual Redbox Awards, and I would recommend you check it out, because I I feel pretty good about it. It was a fun show. It actually was, I think, a lot better than last year. Yeah. A lot better. We're definitely... That's, I guess, how we'll tell our improvements each year, is by the annual awards show. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But let's start it off with Tusk. Yeah, Tusk.
1: Uh, So, Kevin Smith, uh, have you seen all of his films? Every single one. Which is weird because I'm way bigger of a Kevin Smith fan. Probably. I have not seen bear- I've seen, I think, six really? of his films. Yeah. I
0: think he has 11 or 12.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, like, I haven't seen one of his most notable, Mallrats. Um, I only think I, wa- I only watched part of Chasing Amy. Um, what are some of his other big ones?
0: I don't want to give away. Yeah, well. But uh, Cop so, Out?
1: I did not see Cop <laughs> Out, and I'm told not to watch it, it's even by It's so. not a bad thing. Not a bad thing. Jersey Girl? Um, I don't think I've seen Jersey Girl. I think that's the one I do want to actually watch. I hear that one is actually pretty good. It's okay. So well. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I always anticipate his films because there's something about him. Like he, I think, one, his dialogue is up there with Tarantino, almost. Almost. I wouldn't put him that I, th- I think the dialogue is. Except for his use of curse words, he tries to embed it a lot. Which is exactly like Tarantino, though. Tarantino yeah. does it, too. So they're on that It same feels level. a little more
0: natural for Tarantino for some reason. But maybe that's just because... For the bo- it does, yeah. The style of movies he's
1: making. Exactly. Um, but yeah, it's a little bit less natural in Kevin Smith films. But for the most part, I think I think his dialogue is really good. Um, I think besides that, yeah. I actually do like the way his camera mm-hmm. is. A lot of people criticize him for not moving the camera it's whatsoever, yeah.
0: but I like that. I like that kind of low budgety feel almost. If um, the script with the dialogue and the, uh, you know, the, the story is good enough, then you don't need fancy cameras exactly. to stuff all the time. I, and me, he directs comedies for the most part, so mm-hmm. how important is it in a comedy? Yeah. To me, it adds something to the comedy a
1: little bit more than just your complete generic uh, camera work. At least steady can mean something. Maybe he doesn't have it to mean something, but like in a more steady camera was very important in that yeah. movie.
0: And so. a movie we'll talk about in uh, the next episode as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Same director. <laughs> just any Michael Haneke movies <laughs> he uses still. You know what? He did direct yeah. that. Did you didn't connect the dots? No. You know what I recommended to
1: you? Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Wow. Oh, by the way, uh, well, I, we'll get
0: into it the next yeah. episode. Yeah. Don't okay. worry about that. But, yeah, so Tusk was, uh, wow. it started off. That <laughs> that's I'm, a revelation. Yeah. Tusk started off as just a joke, and I actually, on his uh, podcast, which is called Smodcast, where him and, and his partner, Scott Mosier, they just shoot the shit, and, make jokes about stories and stuff and they're just talking about this story that they someone sent them i think it was a craigslist ad or something about a guy who will allow you to stay in his in his uh in his flat but you have to dress up as a walrus for half an hour each day and pretend you're a walrus and they had a laugh and they just built upon it he's like man we could make this a movie and, and then, then he did put it out to twitter and everyone obviously was not going to tell him no don't make it into a movie so <laughs> so he did emmerist as it there, and he did very
1: quickly he wrote the script in i think about a month yeah he started production started shooting yeah. and was done within i think like six months of the conception of the idea yeah. which is
0: amazingly fast that's very fast absolutely and yeah, so I was listening... I listened to that smartcast the week it was released, and I thought, yeah, I would watch that. And I've kind of been looking forward to it ever since. I have been the... I've actually really been looking forward to it. And the trailer it. was really good, I thought. Mm-hmm. The first trailer for it, really... I was, like, actually surprised. This looks like it could be an authentically scary horror movie. Absolutely. So that's... I went in with pretty high expectations, even though reviews weren't great. Mm-hmm. But a lot, so a lot of people liked it, too. Yeah. I mean, with him... You don't fully,
1: There, there is a, a potential of bias and criti- critical dismay for Kevin Smith, especially the way he um, fights back, I guess, against criticism. So you don't ever truly know uh, with, I guess, official critics where, where he is with his movies. Yeah. So you can't trust them too much.
0: Yeah, I kind of, I see both sides of the coin on that argument. I see where he's coming from. Obviously, it never is good to get, You know, your work, your art, talk bad about when you think you're doing a good job. And other people think you're doing a good job. But at the same time, I just... Well, his complaint is that if you're not
1: willing to pay the money to see it, which a lot of critics don't because the studios that pay the critics to go, uh, or, you know, give them a free ticket, he doesn't think you should be able to say anything bad because you're not risking your money. Only people who risk their money, which I actually feel kind of the same way Uh, that's one reason why i don't rip any movies besides it being illegal um and more i feel almost morally wrong about it but also i'm if i'm going to talk about this film in a negative way the only way i should be able to do
0: that is if i actually paid for it uh it's but if you're a real movie critic that's your job they don't ask uh sports journalists to pay their way into the games to write about the games so i don't know i mean i, I like i said i kind of see where both sides are coming from but i'm lean more towards the critic side hmm. on that but enough about that let's talk about this movie he made yeah tusk it is as we said about a walrus <laughs> or a man who does a podcast i love how he said that on that one scene he's like it's for the podcast. Uh, Justin Long plays the main character. His best friend and co-host is none other than the Sixth Sense himself, Haley Joel Osmond. Yeah. Looks. He's so... gained weight.
1: <laughs> he has. Um, he looks so much like himself. Though. Yeah. Except the people I watched the movie with had no idea. Really? I like,
0: thought no, it was pretty obvious. I thought so too. <laughs> but they were like, he looks familiar. but I guess yeah, He just looks bigger with out, a beard.
1: He's <laughs> been out of the in- industry for a while, so maybe that's why.
0: Yeah, I like to see him. He's, I thought he was pretty good at this. He didn't have a whole lot to do, but... He was okay. Yeah. Um, but then the story is, on their podcast, they just make fun of people and Wallace will go places and interview people and bring it back. And he decides to go to Canada to look for an interview. Exactly. And that
1: interview uh, goes awry. Something happens. So instead, during one of his bathroom breaks, he sees this actual poster talking about coming to my house to listen to all these amazing stories. He decides to go to that house. And Michael Parks is waiting for him. Drugs him a little bit. (laughs) A little bit. And uh, then puts him in a walrus costume. But a much crazier
0: wallroom costume Than you can ever imagine <laughs> Perhaps um, I will say I was a little disappointed by the movie Were you? Yeah. When when you said he wrote it in like a month I felt that It felt rushed a little bit And I understand like he had all these ideas And he's just putting it on paper But might have helped to just refine it a little Take a second look Instead mm-hmm. of rushing in, into production But I enjoyed it overall yeah, for me, I
1: I actually had low expectations. Really? I kind of like, even though I love Kevin Smith, I really did have low expectations. So I am, I was so enjoyed by this movie, being pretty good actually. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, it was okay. Um, I thought it was very funny in certain parts. I did. I mean, maybe you didn't, but yeah. Certain, I mean, the, the humor some people like, some people don't like. That's, so that's fair. Okay. Yeah, it's subjective. Um, I do think the writing was kind of sloppy in some areas, especially the pacing. Mm -hmm. Uh, The pacing uh, definitely could have been done a lot better. Um, They could have really sped certain parts up and slowed certain parts down, uh, added uh, or extended, especially uh, one of the scenes, uh, the introductory scene of Michael Parks talking to Justin Long, by far the best scene in the entire movie. That part, I can't believe he would have to me, that would have taken years to write that incredible of a monologue, basically.
0: By, it was the, by Easily the
1: best part. Easily, um, but that—that's the dialogue right there. I wasn't even thinking about that when I was saying how, how I like his dialogue. That scene has incredible dialogue, uh, well, monologue. Uh, yeah. Justin, Justin Long's part. I didn't. <laughs> I, I, I could appreciate it because I understood his character and where his character was, uh, and who he was. But it didn't compliment um, Michael Parks whatsoever. But Michael Parks blew it out of the water. Holy crap. Blew it out of the water. Nice. I get it. (laughs) (laughs) But he did an awesome, awesome job in that
0: scene. That scene makes the movie for him. Pretty much any scene with Michael Parks in it was awesome. Yeah, absolutely. But especially that one. Mm -hmm. I thought when it was being a horror movie, it was at its best. Yes. Yeah. When it tried the influx, the comedy it didn't work. I did laugh a few times. I mean, I didn't think it was completely unfunny, but just a lot more misses than I'm used to with Kevin Smith films. Mm-hmm. Usually, I, I think his stuff's pretty funny. I just didn't. This I thought it was one of his least funny you, films. I definitely think he was just splat. I, well, in the beginning, I guess he was trying to be funny. I didn't
1: think any yeah, of that was that, funny. Yeah, I didn't think. He was I hated funny the beginning. Me too. I wanted to get past that yes. right away. Get up to Canada, and then once he got into Canada, that's where the movie started. Um, because all that before was just crap that's where yeah. the, part of the writing was just crap
0: that's my you, main like, my main complaint is that, and my thing is like the tone like as far as there's two different movies here to me there's a screwball comedy with a i don 't even wanna say who the actor is a cameo appearance, but it's more than a cameo appearance, a pretty big part in the second half of the movie but it's it's been kept under wraps a little bit, I think so. I'm not going to say it out loud, but this... Oh, yeah, yeah. And the person who comes in, um,
1: I actually thought he was decent. I didn't dislike him, but I didn't love him as what he was. Uh, oh. But no one knew who he was, it seemed like. people. Well, maybe they were just terrible figuring yeah, out who... Yeah, it seems like it. <laughs> who, ...who actors and actresses are. <laughs> I have to admit, I didn't know for a little bit, though. Uh, but I could keep hearing it in the voice. And yeah. the face, facial structure seemed different. Um... But once he got a hold of the voice, yeah. which I don't—the th- voice is not reckon- recognizable. His voice isn't the most recognizable at all.
0: True, but his, his
1: dialect. Is.
0: Mm-hmm. So, but what I wanted to say was that, on his own, like that, those scenes on their own were fine, on that over-the-top, almost screwball comedy level. I thought it was fine, but then when it's by com- it like keeps going back and forth between this really cool horror concept and that, and it kind of. Didn't I just mesh well. yeah, I couldn't. I was kept losing the feel for the tone as it went back and forth, and I just wish it would have stayed more on the horror parts. Really, At, yeah, yeah. Um, I could
1: fully agree with you. Either be one or the other, mm-hmm. and I really wanted it to be the horror though. Yeah, because this is something new for him. He hasn't gone this route, and he was doing a pretty good job with it for every scene I was seeing that was in the horror mm-hmm. aspect. But then when it would cut out. It it lost me a little
0: bit. Actually, his next movie is focused solely on that cameo character. Is it? Yeah, it's called Yoga Hosers. It's basically the character that comes at the end. I wish we could just say his name, but that character, I guess it's the detective. The next movie is about him and the two girls from the convenience store, which are played by his daughter and Johnny Depp's daughter.
2: Um.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, how
0: good does that sound to you? I think it might be okay if that's if it's all that tone, the whole movie. Maybe it will work better. But I'm not jumping out of my seat about it. I'm not either. I once again, I'm gonna have low expectations when it comes out. If it's good, I'll what be did you think happy. about the convenience store scenes? Obviously, that's a throwback to Clerks.
1: Yeah, um, of course. Yeah, when you watch, <laughs> you kind of like, oh, it's you know. Yeah. Um, but the
0: Canadian version, I guess? Yeah. I thought it was okay. I mean yeah. nothing special. It was so so quick that it was hard to really even get I a mean, sense. That detective though, how the detective I, I did like once again
1: how he would talk to them and they're he's like, Can I have can I have uh, the pad of paper that you had? And they're kinda of just like not giving it to him. But not out of, like, resistance just because they're lazy. He said, like, come on, just give me the pad of paper, you know? Like, yeah.
0: I like that. I mean, he didn't and say that. And I liked how much. he uh, found the address. And they said, oh, I think I saw that in Ruby Woods. Yeah, yeah, that's actually where I got it from. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Yeah.
1: So, um, <laughs> I, I didn't. I, I liked it somewhat. Yeah. Uh, but the big question for me is, how did you like the walrus suit? I don't want to say at all what yeah the actual walrus <laughs> suit was. The sur- like the
0: like brief surgery scene before the suit went on was actually pretty creepy. Yeah, and the blueprints. And yeah, I kind of like that. Yeah. That was pretty awesome. The walrus suit—it's <laughs> not what I expected. Not at all. <laughs> not even. Not close. bad, but uh, it's almost creepier actually. The way it was, it looked a little bit too fake. But what can you expect with a low budget? Thought mm-hmm. it was pretty good for what for what they were going for.
1: Yeah, I I actually think it fit pretty well with the tone of the yeah. film. Uh it wasn't fully dark, but it wasn't complete comedy either. Mm-hmm. But it, it could be a mixture of both. Yeah.
0: Um
1: and, uh, when I first saw it, I was just shocked.
0: Yeah, I was like, "What
1: the?" F-? <laughs> but I I I like that. I like that I got shocked during the movie that I mean, I feel like a lot of the movie was already I mean, it was pretty obvious what was going to happen. Yeah. Um even the the whole general plot, but even the small details. But that part did shock me. How I was I was completely surprised by it. So yeah. just the way it looked, you kind of realized bef- with the surgery scene
0: what it's gonna kind of entail. Could uh, be a early front runner for the next our newest category in the next uh, award show: best costume slash makeup. Ah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it would make that. <laughs> the time will tell. But. Another big part of the movie was the relationship dynamic between Justin Long's character and his girlfriend, played by Genesis Rodriguez, and his partner. That just, like, I feel like that's.
1: uh, To me, Kevin Smith always has, like, this Kevin Smith factor in his films. To me, that usually means that he puts something. Well, he puts something so nerdy and tries to make it so awesome in his films, whether Red State was just a ton of these like crazy explosions and at the very end the sound going off in the sky, you know. He does these things in his films. In this one, it was kind of a, a different Kevin Smith type of thing to do, which was to make this nerdy, nerdy guy have one of the hottest girlfriends ever, <laughs> yeah. you know, and then the nerdy guy be the jerk and be the unfaithful one and that yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, come on, that's not, like,
0: <laughs> I don't know, that's... <laughs> Not going to happen, so... (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And where it goes from there is also not exactly believable either. It's not? Yeah. Oh, you're talking about the very end? Well, like, just the... I don't even want to say, but, like, the little bit of a twist. That it's pretty early on you find out about it, but... Oh, yeah, yeah. That's That's crazy. That's stupid. (laughs) That's another one. How about the raunch factor in the Kevin Smith movies? It was here as well. How raunchy. When they're having, like... She's giving him a blowjob and then she stops. Um, I actually didn't feel this film was too raunchy compared to his other. And films. that actually was almost <laughs> uh, realistic in a way. That scene when that it was scene. just them and he's being a dick. Oh yeah, She's yeah. She's like, "Take me with you." Oh yeah. It's a decent scene, but
1: I don't know. I mean, I thought it was pretty normal. That's why I don't consider it raunchy because he gets pretty crazy with some of the Nothing stuff. Nothing like he does. the movies I recommend you. No. <laughs> well, the, I mean, <laughs> no. <laughs> But so that scene was pretty normal, yeah, yeah. I don't, I, but the ending, though, I, the way it was going to end, where, the way I thought it was going to end, um, the detective is about to do something, and I was like, that's perfect, cut to black, make the sound, you, you know what sound I'm talking about, and yeah. then end the movie, perfect. But then they do that in a way. But then they then do another scene. And that scene is so god awful that it leaves such a bad taste in your mouth. I do agree. It went from I would say this movie to me was a seven and a half. That ending then lowers it at the very least to a seven, possibly a six and a half. Absurd ending.
0: Yeah. I mean laugh out loud, bad. It was, yeah. It's even, weird. I watched it with Sam. She didn't want to watch this movie at all when I told her it was about. But then I showed her the trailer, and she's like, actually, yeah, I will watch this. And she liked the movie until the end. She hated the ending. Yeah. Which I can understand. Absolutely. On one hand, I'm like, obviously, I don't even want to go into it, but on one hand, I was like, hey, at least it wasn't what you would expect. But then on the other hand, I'm like, but it is pretty ridiculous.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: so, it is, but it's okay. like... The people
1: I watched it with hated it. They think the it's whole one movie. Of the, yeah, they think it's one of the worst films ever. A lot of people do. But you got to get over the idea of him being in a walrus suit. Like you got, yeah, like you, you got to go with it a little. Bit. Just like they hated her. It was the same people I watched her with, and they oh, hated well, that's her. That's crazy. So wait, of course, who? The people up in Connecticut. But they, who did they hate? They hated the whole movie. Her. Ha, 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 ha. Very funny. But so, because they can't get over the idea of a guy falling in love with a computer. Right.
0: You gotta get... Somet- yeah, you gotta... If you wanna watch... A movie is as believable as it makes its concept. Yeah.
1: You gotta get past the ideas or the, the the plot of a film if you wanna broaden your mind and actually watch good films. Because a lot of times, plot of good films are ridiculous. Who can Like, the plot yeah. doesn't
0: matter. Just look at... I don't know, just random off from the top of my head... Uh, that Wait, what's it called? Memento. Pretty ludicrous concept. No, really. I, don't, I don't, that, Come on, I have all of the thousands of films out there. <laughs> but you know what I mean. That's the one you come up you with. You just got to go with it. Of memory loss, I don't think it works exactly like that. But, <laughs> I but um, one other thing I just want to talk about before we wrap this up. The way they show podcasting. I was disappointed. Why? They made it like just an AM or like an FM radio disc jockey. And that's so surprising because Kevin Smith has a podcast empire with completely naturalistic podcasts. And then he makes the podcast in his movie something that his podcasts are not. And no podcasts that I listen to are. Well, maybe not the sound, but I feel like you're also
1: jealous in a way of what they have. Like we have two chairs and a microphone, <laughs> a gen like table. It's we have not. We don't have a good setup. Yeah, they had an awesome setup. Oh, there's no doubt about it. Swiveling mics, like yeah, we have swiveling mics. Look,
0: there's no doubt about. I'm jealous by their setup, but I'm just saying, like, just trying to picture that as just listening to it in headphones to what they're saying. The what like, didn't come off. Like I know Kevin Smith makes his. It was more of a radio show. Yeah,
1: it was only because. Look, one thing I feel like in in podcasting, I mean, not that I know much about podcasting, even though we've been doing it for a while, <laughs> is you don't talk about
0: your immediate surroundings because the audience can't see. Yeah. So it's. Maybe th- that's a studio note where the funders are like, look, I understand podcasting, try to make it a little bit. Since there's never really been a big podcast as being a big part of a movie before, just. Let's make it more like a radio show so people know what it is more. Yeah. I, Something me, like that.
1: Yeah. To me, it didn't bother me, well, I'm guessing. It
0: didn't you, bother but me. But I feel like it did for It you. fucking bothers me. <laughs> what would you give it? I'm going to give it a six and a half. I'm giving it a seven. Seven? I, I can't quite recommend it, but I did enjoy it for the most part. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm surprised. I thought your
1: ordinary movie watcher would would like it. But I'm surprised they don't, they don't.
0: So. Yeah, Sam, I was surprised she liked it. She did? Yeah, no, so. It. Just turn it off with three minutes left. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but let's get more into Kevin Smith as a whole as we count down his top five yeah. movies. I only did directing. I didn't do acting. And... Yeah, I only did Okay. that as well. Nice. We're on the same wavelength. But, like I was saying before, I view him... Not as a person, I don't know him as a person, but his personality outside of direction and movies. I view that similar to the way I view his movies, whereas I don't love any of his movies and I don't hate any of his movies. He's which he has there's like things that I really like about his work and his podcast and him. And then there's things that really don't really bother me but I don't like as much but I just ignore those and try to enjoy the good things I just like I listen to his podcast every week mm-hmm. but I wouldn't say it's one of my favorites And really? what about a Stevie show comic book man? I watched the first two seasons it's fine I listen to those guys uh, podcast tell him Steve Dave I like that one a lot more than Smodcast but mm-hmm. it's just so scripted I, I just it's kind of the same thing over and over so I just stopped watching the show Mm. But I would support it. Do you ever w- listen to any of his uh, live
1: podcasts? I used to listen to um, Hollywood
0: Babylon, which he does with Ralph Garman. I've listened to, I've at least dabbled in like a lot of his podcasts, like Fat Man on Batman. Mm-hmm. Listen to a few episodes of that; it's pretty good. He does a good product. Out of any of his, I guess, <clears throat> performances when he goes to Australia or sometimes on Smodcast when I guess they don't have a show that week, he'll. Just put on like a taping of a live Q and A or performance, and mm-hmm. they're enjoyable. And I, he goes on a little too long for me. Really? I, you know, at he, times, he's he, a little he, self indulgent. He's definitely self indulgent, <laughs> but he is such an incredible speaker.
1: Oh, no doubt um, about it. For the layman, like I think there's someone will. T- well, I was going to say he's uh, that that episode or that scene with uh, Michael Parks is on the caliber of Christopher Hitchens, if you know who that is. No. One of the most <laughs> incredible wordsmiths in the history of the human language. Um, so I feel like Kevin Smith, like when he writes, he's on that level. But when he speaks, he's on that level for the lame. And he's very good at speaking to yeah, the everyday man. Absolutely. Making incredibly boring stories stories very enjoyable. Uh, I hang on every word. I love listening to his Q&As. It's, his speeches, everything. I don't know. Yeah. He's
0: just... he ju- There's no doubt about it. He's, he can do a podcast by himself for two hours straight, and I'd probably listen to it. He's a great speaker. I just feel like he hits the same notes over and over again. Like, from listening to, like, ten different Q&As, he'll answer questions in a similar way, which I'm sure you do, because it's different for them. Mm-hmm. I mean, they haven't probably seen you answer that question before, but... He's he definitely can fill space, <laughs> <laughs> but
1: so let's get to his movies. Yeah, uh, my number. I'll start it off with my number five, and it's Red State. That uh, was my number five, but Tusk just edged it out. Edged, okay, there's some things to like about Red State, but the overall feel of it was definitely um, it not in conjunction with the the way it could have been shot, the way it should have been shot. Um, the way it should have gone through the whole film. I don't know, it was just very, it was weird. Very weird. Uh, He was trying way too much. Yes. This was his film where he was trying to break out of his his mold,
0: I think. And I do give him credit because it is way different and a lot of stuff he got right. Michael Parks, casting him, again, he was amazing. He was. Um, But then the rest of the film lacked in so many things. And Uh, again,
1: I hated that ending as well. Yeah, I didn't like the ending. It was weird John Goodman coming in was so bizarre that it just felt like another different. This felt like 20 different movies trying to be meshed into one. Yeah. Didn't make much sense. Um But like you said,
0: I do admire that he tried. So there was some definitely good stuff like the just anything Michael Parks did plus a, a shootout scene that I thought was pretty exciting. I didn't like the shootout
1: scene. Yeah, once again, it seemed like a different movie. I love
0: the creepy sirens that came out of nowhere, and you didn't know what they were until you found out what they. I wish they would have never answered that question.
1: Which is how he are you talking about near the end? Yes, he talked. He actually had this incredible story for them, um, but then he changed it all. It was Ah. actually I don't remember what it was. Was it just cops or whatever? I think it was. What it like was supposed to be was that like... the the or, or the sky was cracking and uh, heaven was parting and allowing certain people to go up. And it was going to be the rapture, basically. That's just, what it was going to be.
0: Really, I wish they just would have had the sounds and then you have Michael Parks people saying like, "This is for us. This is it. This is the rapture." And then you have the regular people. Like, I don't know. I wish they would have just left it up to neither. Like that would yeah yeah inception but... <laughs> style <laughs> ending. But. No, no. Inception <laughs> kills me. That it. Didn't... I feel
1: like the, the, the dreidel does does uh, falter a little
0: bit. So, but then it regained itself. It did, but I think it fell. That's my interpretation. But we're here to talk about. I said number five was Tusk. because I watch your number four? My number four mm. is Tusk. Okay, <laughs> no, actually, it is. So. Yeah, solid movie. My number four is Zack and Mary make a porno i have not seen it you so. haven't no it's not great is that seth rogan <clears throat> seth rogan okay it's kevin smith's version of a judd apatow film basically yeah i thought judd apatow did make it <laughs> yeah because it's got like elizabeth banks uh seth rogan <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh some porn stars and then some people from the smodcast universe like uh Rand- the guy that played randall he's a cameraman uh, mm-hmm. i don't know it's just a comedy. I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah, the I hear people like it, so... I liked it. Didn't love it, but it was pretty good.
2: Okay.
1: I mean, I do want to check it out. Um, number three is my... Or is Clerks 2. Clerks 2. Clerks 2, yeah. I usually don't break them up uh, for this podcast the next podcast. I'll be breaking up. Actually, With no, dur- I
0: won't. No, I won't. Never mind. Just for this podcast, <laughs> I'll be doing it. Um, With directors, it's a little bit... You have to, because there's less ones, stuff to choose from.
1: I mean, I could have... Added something else and just combined them, but I feel Clerks two and Clerks one are not drastically different, but they're different in such a unique way. One, not just color and black not, and white. not just <laughs> color and black and white, but the um, the I guess the greater amount of things that happen. The he tries a lot harder to entice the audience with different things, whereas in the first one, it really is about these two kind of just clerks, you know, and it's a really small type of film. Um, we'll get more into it later, but its I feel like it is different enough in such a way that I could.
0: I completely understand. It was an honorable mention for me. It's not as good as Clerks, obviously. No, it's not. No. <laughs> it's its funny, but I, did, I think as a whole, as they went to try to, he went to try to go a little bit bigger with it, it didn't, didn't completely work for me. It didn't, no. Like the donkey show and all that stuff, but It had its moments, and it was just nice to revisit those characters. Mm -hmm. My number three is Dogma. That's my number two. Okay. Yeah, I love Ben Affleck and Matt Damon in this movie. Yeah. Um, It's this... um, I I love how, what, the religious people protested against it, yet it kind of was, like, on their side a little bit, he says. Yeah. Um, I just thought it was a creative way to look at things. I just thought it was unique and interesting movie.
1: Yeah, it was really fun. It was extremely fun. Um, he did take on I don't think I don't think he took on religion. Yeah. That was not as He just he, told the story in a different way. Exactly. And, and it was really I thought really fun. I actually really enjoyed this. Probably this was my most enjoyable film yeah. out of all of his. I would rewatch it again just because it's so yeah, fun. Yeah, I would too. Um, and it's
0: like he would he's putting these biblical Historic, whatever your point of view is, characters, and what they would be like if they're around nowadays, you know. Exactly. Like you have these angels like cussing and yeah, I don't want to fucking go to hell and like stuff yeah. like that. Like that's pretty funny. Yeah,
1: and it actually did take up some good themes, um, but it didn't get preachy whatsoever.
0: No, not even close. Yeah. So yeah, I liked it. My number two, Chasing Amy. You said you only watched part of it. Yeah, I for some reason it just was so. Pretty much boring, really. I couldn't get attached to it. No, it was pretty boring. It's been a while for me since I've seen it, but I remember liking it a lot. I almost put it as my number one. Um, ben Affleck plays a comic book uh, illustrator, and or maybe he's the guy that bolds the lines. I forget what that's called, <laughs> but uh, that's embarrassing because I used to read comics a lot. But he he falls in love with a lesbian and tries. Uh, I guess turn her straight and it's just a relationship drama with the ego of a guy that wants to turn a lesbian you know and maybe again it's been a while maybe it's more small minded and maybe it's it's obviously he I think he's been criticized for like not for being like homophobic but I don't think that was the intention yeah he has been I don't think that's his intention. Maybe I mean, he just got oh. some things wrong because he was not knowledgeable. He's ignorant. Well, his brother was. His brother was gay. His brother's gay. Well,
1: yeah. I, I think... I don't know, I'm pretty sure he's still alive, so he is gay. Um, so he's not homophobic whatsoever. I, mean, he I haven't heard, I don't, I haven't heard yeah, that at he all. But yeah, he did get uh, criticized a decent amount. From
0: what I remember, I, don't, I didn't see that. I just thought it was a interesting love story. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just... I
1: feel like... Well, I feel <laughs> like that should have been one of the movies I liked of his. But I don't know, it just didn't... I couldn't get into it, mm-hmm. so... Hey, that's fair. What's your number one is mine, too? Clerks. Clerks, yep. Um, now, I'm really... I, I know at the time, I don't think you did your list too well um, for black and white, because yeah, it, it was, was your my number, number five, five of all time. which is crazy. That is crazy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's bad shit. Yeah, it is.
1: It really is. I mean, if anyone ever listened to that podcast, they stop listening Basically,
0: what that was about was... I feel like I needed a more current film to just stick on the end of the list to for diversity's sake which was stupid and also I I've seen a lot of great black and white movies since that list yeah. thanks to me uh, yeah Eraserhead and uh, Paper Moon plenty of them I didn't recommend Paper Moon pa- was Paper Moon Black and White I can't remember yeah I think it was yeah, yeah. um but so
1: yeah, okay anyway but Clerks Clerks is a really good film either way um definitely not top five black and white but it's good it really is good i think an incredible directorial debut
0: for someone so inexperienced that's pretty crazy
1: yeah it's i mean it's neat to see some really good directors that's how they start like tarantino kind of did it the same way um but yeah he did it going in debt with like twenty thousand dollars or whatever which is awesome he did a great job I really like the indie feel to it. I mean, it's completely authentic. It's not the type where you know some some directors nowadays they really try to go for that indie feel, but it's
0: fake. You, you can you know it's fake. Um, it has like a home. It feels like a home video, and maybe that's because it's so low budget and basically is a home video. But I like that feel to it. Yeah, it's like you're seeing something that you're not supposed to. But these guys, you it just felt surreal. I worked at a liquor store. We weren't exactly like them, but I mean, yeah. you have you you do terrible things to pass the time, and you, you make fun of customers, and yeah. it's not right. But I it liked, is what it is. I still
1: remember the 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 cigarette guy. He was a preacher. Came in, and started like demonizing them for selling cigarettes or something. I don't know. He's his writing back then was still. I thought. Very hard. good, yeah, especially
0: yeah. for his age and all that. Mm-hmm. I liked the necrophilia joke; let's say. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty <laughs> funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I liked it a lot. Yeah. Again, I don't love it, and I definitely, I think it's a eight out of ten. I would fully agree with you eight out of ten. Yeah, um,
1: definitely. I really, I, I feel like he would be willing to, what, um, <laughs> um, but. If we actually do become an official part of Redbox, I will immediately send him an email. Just so he could come on, talk, whether he would or not, I doubt it. But um, if he ever sees it, maybe he hopefully would be willing to talk about his films, talk about other great films. Uh, He seems, maybe not as much as Tarantino or others or Scorsese, but he does seem like he loves film. He's pretty knowledgeable about uh, the history of film and so forth. So Yeah.
0: And hello, Redbox, if you're listening. Yes. <laughs> get back to us. <laughs> uh, let's move on to the next movie. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Yes, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Sequel um, to the... Rise. Surprisingly popular Rise of the Planet yeah. of the Apes. Yeah. I actually... I'd never seen it, so I went and made sure I watched that one first. Well, let's just talk, get it out of the way. What did you think of that?
1: Rise. I thought it was good. Um, I was surprised... Uh, I was surprised that it didn't go beyond the point of them just still being apes. I thought it was going to go a little bit farther. Uh, if you had, I don't know how much you've you seen of the originals. Um, I've seen the original. The I original. didn't see any of the sequels or any anything. Any of the sequels. Hopefully, you don't don't watch the more Wahlberg good. one. Oh, I've seen that. It. Oh, that one's crap. <laughs> it's terrible. But I thought they were actually going to avenge, They were going to have the Planet of the Apes. Um, but I guess I should have realized with the rise. Um, but, so, uh, overall, I thought it was pretty good. Not I, not incredible. Um, I definitely am surprised it was as popular. Uh, it definitely seemed like a blockbuster-type film, but not good enough to be as popular as it was. It was
0: almost... To, can I, I give you a comparison to what I compared it at the time? Sure. Or not at the time, but recently. World War Z. Uh, I think it was better than that. I do, too, but I'm just saying, like, it was a surprisingly decent I mean, I gave it an 8 out of 10. I liked it a lot. I liked all the Caesar stuff. Everything with the apes, I loved. Yeah, the apes. The or... human characters didn't work for me as Not much. at all, especially yeah. not Malfoy. Oh, my God. Yeah, oh, my God. He's the worst actor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: um, but, yeah, with the apes, I did like the apes. I liked the CGI. Oh, I, I love, love Caesar's it. story. Um, Caesar, the emotion put into that CGI ape is incredible. Circus. was really good. Andy Serkis.
0: Um, yeah, and action and effects were really good, too.
1: Yeah. I mean, they were okay. Um, the bridge scene. The bridge. Uh, was, uh, I liked it. I thought it was okay. A lot of it was okay. Um, I was surprised by, uh, what's his name? Main actor. James Franco. Oh, yep. Um, he was okay. Nothing spectacular. Um, sometimes he, sometimes he's an incredible actor. Sometimes he's not. This time he was
0: in, no, the, mo- yeah, in, the, in middle. the middle of the road. It was nice to see the girl from Dog Millionaire. In a movie. Yeah, yeah it was surprising. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, and how about, you know the, the black guy that was the bad guy in the helicopter at the end?
1: No. Oh. Oh, he yeah.
0: pushes him. That is the guy that plays Martin Luther King in Selma that just came out. Oh, really? Yeah, he looks so different, but I hear he's great in that. Mm. I don't know, just a random observation. Wow. Well, um, so, did that make you more look forward to seeing Dawn, or... Or just not really. Um, what made me look forward? I, I,
1: I'm pretty sure I watched all the originals. I think there was three or four, um, and I loved that world that they created. Mm-hmm. And so I was thinking maybe in this film you're going to see it. <laughs> so I was kind of excited for that. Um, yes. But once again, I was disappointed, you and they were. didn't show that. Well, I'm disappointed in the okay. fact that they did not show. The Planet of the Apes. It's still not The Planet of the Apes. Obviously, it's The Dawn, so... I think
0: okay. there's a tr- it's a trilogy. I feel like it won't be that until the end of the third one. Probably not. That's what I feel like. And yeah. that's okay with me. Uh, but what did you think of this? Because I saw this in theaters. I talked about it on the podcast. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's still sitting at the bottom of my top ten for 2014.
1: Wow. That is Not one... good enough for you?
0: No, it's not even close. Um...
1: No, it's not even close. And
0: obviously, I don't think it will end up anywhere near the top ten because I still have a lot of movies to see. But...
1: Yeah, yeah, it's true. Um, once <clears> again, <throat> it it was not as good as the first one. Um, first Rise, or...? First Rise, First Rise. Uh, the Rise of the, yeah, of the okay. I thought it was better. I yeah. definitely did not. Um, this one, no, uh, again, felt like, excuse me, another trying-to-be-blockbuster that fell short. It wasn't, I mean... It there was some cheapness to it. I don't think the CGI was uh as crisp. I thought it was way better. Um, Caesar was, still looks good, but then all the other apes it seemed like it was not as good. Uh all hmm. except uh, Maurice, the orangutan. Um I watched it again at who? Did you? Yeah. Of course I have to admit and I now I'm thinking the first one I watched on Blu ray and literally five minutes after I finished that, then I watched uh, Dawn on D V D Dawn on D V D. That's, that's probably what an it an is because I really so. thought
0: that they even improved the the uh, effects, but even so movie. i feel, I think I have this
1: unrealistic unrealistic standard for cGI and no film ever meets it except for gravity, except for <laughs> gravity um yeah, so I don't know maybe that's maybe that's why I always say films don't look that good because I have an unrealistic yeah. expectation
0: hey hold hold them to the high standard. Yeah, but no one's ever met it. So. <laughs> I love the opening 15 minutes when it's just the apes, no speaking at all. They're using their sign language and their grunts to communicate the hunt that they go on for the antelope or deer or whatever. Oh, and the, the bear fight. Like, all that I loved. I almost wish the whole movie was just a silent film with these apes, like... That would have been pretty
1: neat. I like the the ass or the the societal aspect of the apes, It's how they were teaching the kids. Yeah, Maurice He's, writing stuff on the wall like that. Yeah, then they had kind of the governmental aspect with uh, Caesar being Caesar, but he he is one of the g- most awesome um, rulers in a film. Uh, at least I guess ape films. I don't know mm-hmm. um, because he has this dignity to him has this sternness this power but also this compassion it's everything you want in a leader yeah. he might have a little bit more um, um, sternness than compassion but that's I mean he's a leader and his name's Caesar so go ahead and fit fit it, yeah, you know, to the name exactly um, but I like that I was able to see that in this ape I really like that I like that they had personalities um, several apes had personalities I think I can think of like seven of them off the yeah, top of my head exactly
0: again the human characters i'm not that interested in in this movie it's all about the apes uh coba uh, a great villainous character exactly because the villainy it's not just oh he's the villain you see it progress you see the progression of him being the secondhand man to caesar them having a difference of opinion and it escalating to a certain point Exactly. You see yeah. it every step of the way,
1: and then when he actually does take action, you feel it. You feel the loss yeah. that occurs. You feel the the I almost terror uh, that the human like a shock down your spine. Some of the humans, yeah. Uh, what what he does to the humans, I mean, what he what he does to Caesar, very just. Uh, you feel the loss. You really feel the loss. You I will feel say the loss it, of not only
0: it s- was predictable everything that happened with that. But still, I agree with you. I didn't think it was that predictable. I mean,
1: I didn't try to predict it. I wasn't. For those type of movies, I don't really always.
0: I just remember thinking in the theaters when that happened, like, well, obviously this is going to happen in about 20 minutes. And then it did. Uh, Okay, well. It didn't obviously take too much away from it because I still liked it a great deal. mm -hmm. But, nitpick. The human characters, though, especially the guy that keeps pulling guns on them, is horrendous yeah why I that mean, is one of the worst characters in any decent movie in a long time yeah he was pretty bad even the main guy uh, I was uh, so glad when he died
1: which is <laughs> sad to say oh yeah when he died <laughs> he didn't die until pretty late then. yeah but I was he had a couple um Justin Clark yep from Zero or Dark Jason Clark. Jason Clark from Sorry. Zero Dark Thirty yeah. he was pretty
0: good I thought <laughs> I
1: mean for, being for not, what he had to do for not being as big of an actor um, I thought he did okay um, there was something missing from his performance. He was almost emotionless, though trying to be emotionful.
0: Um, yeah. Hmm. And Gary Oldman is in it?
1: Yeah. He's always a hit or miss with me. Everyone says he's incredible, and he is. He is in at times. Parts. He absolutely is. Other times. I don't know, he's almost... You he can say
0: this about him. He goes for it. <laughs> oh, he does. And it either works or it does not. In this one, I almost feel like it doesn't, though. Um, I thought he was okay. I almost feel like they yeah. make the human characters well, bad on purpose, but that doesn't make sense. Yeah. To highlight the... Well, he reminded me of um, Gordon uh, from the, the Dark
1: Knight trilogy. <laughs> and so It felt a little weird. Like yeah. he, he seemed like he was playing that exact same character
0: i could see Um, that yeah so that kind of threw me off just slightly um the main thing i think about with this movie is just iconic scenes like when they show up at the humans base and just surround it riding horses which was a great way to show power Mm -hmm. without showing without having Mm -hmm.
1: violence and i really like that back and forth between the humans and the apes uh you know, there's an accidental killing, but so the apes can't just let that stand. So then they gotta go show their power. But when they show their power, then the humans need to show their power. Yeah. It's um, just a dick measuring contest. That's basically what it is between humans and apes. Yeah, um, I think we're
0: gonna lose that. Yeah, the apes. You know,
1: <laughs> the apes did win because they need to play. But also, uh,
0: like these other iconic scenes, like the tank scene, when it's just the cameras. Si- they're on a tank, and it, the camera moves with the like a- turret. that was a great shot I thought
1: absolutely um the one thing about this film i don't think the camera work was very risky at all, but that scene was really mm-hmm. good. I liked how they were doing that, how it was moving, and it was uh riding along with the tank. It felt it, it was cool it yeah, was, it gave you much... a
0: whole glimpse of the landscape, everything that's going on without being too obvious exactly. Yeah. Also, obviously, the guy, the the ape riding a horse, waving machine gun in the air, and going through fire—pretty awesome. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which um, they put on every commercial, but
1: it was pretty cool with the apes riding the um, the horses. But whenever the apes had guns, that was just like it was scary. I felt yeah. the fear of the humans. Like I was, even though I don't know if it was uh, as well done. For most people, but for me, I felt like I was one of the humans. And I was able to picture
0: how I would feel in this attack by the eight. Yeah. I really was. And that's feeling You feel the crazy. intensity. Yeah. And another great scene is when Koba goes and plays dumb with the two human characters. Yeah. And then he finally snaps, takes the gun. That's the scene I was saying that yeah. is just,
1: that's crazy.
0: Yeah. I, that was... That's the one thing, though, about this movie. I feel like the guns... You could feel, like, when it was going off, it wasn't just empty... Doo, doo, doo. I felt like you could feel the vibration. It like, it. something about it really made it seem more... Like, for every shot, it it was more important, like... Maybe the sound... Life or death. The
1: sound... Um, but it... To me, I mean, it almost looked like it was uh, cropped in. Or whatever you want to say. Pasted in. Yeah, maybe. It looked weird. Uh, maybe it was Big Wave of the Apes just because of their hands have to hold the gun but it just looked weird Hmm. but I it felt actually it made it feel better than if it would have them just been holding a gun like a human I guess yeah so
0: um I just it's a great show I feel like these movies are really doing a great job of slowly showing you the evolution of this species and how they're becoming the main thing now because they're slowly growing learning and they're going to take over. There's no question about it. Yeah,
1: I just I wish they would show the taking the <laughs> part. That's what everyone wants to see. I mean, it's if you you should watch the original films. Um,
0: it's I, I heard think, only the first one's really good.
1: I don't really really remember how good they are as films, but the ideas
0: yeah are really good. I, I Some like cool uh, sci-fi stuff. Yeah,
1: if you yeah exactly if you like sci-fi,
0: I think you'll like the originals. Uh, this movie. Very quickly, brought another movie to mind, and I want to see if you agree with me. Okay, The Lion King. Um, family, Mufasa and Scar, Koba and Caesar. Basically, family. They're you know, right hand man. They're the two leaders of the group. One has a scar, the bad guy. Koba has a scar. The ending, the way it ends, is almost identical to the ending of the lion king i feel like
1: maybe maybe plot wise if you really look at
0: it maybe but the feel to it not
1: at all no um, but i'm just the one scar is way better of a villain oh no doubt about it and simba uh not simba mufasa, uh, mufasa is one of the greatest father figures in all of film
0: I'm, um, lion king is 100 percent better no, I'm not saying, even just
1: saying better, but the the way that I look at the characters, Mufasa is pure good, Uh but Caesar not even close. There was definitely a lot of negatives to him, but that made him okay. I'm, let's I like just that.
0: say, if Lion King was about a human element that was coming to take over, I could see it being like I mean, the exact same movie. I just felt like they borrowed like the animal kingdom interactions. They kind of watched Lion King before they wrote the script. Maybe. Maybe. I just saw some similarities. I mean, thought it was interesting.
1: I guess there's some similarities. <laughs> but it definitely wouldn't remind me of it. Only, only though him, predi- or him killing the father, basically the best friend killing the father, uh, and then trying to raise the son, but the son resists.
0: Yeah. You know. But what would you give this movie? I'm going to give this a seven and a half. I give it eight and a half. What? Yeah, (laughs) I would recommend it to anybody. Whether you saw Rise of the Planet of the Apes or not, I think it would hold up.
1: I would definitely watch Rise first.
0: Yeah, if you can. But I don't know. I don't don't think it's necessary. But it's better if you do, for sure. So, film club. Oh, I was gonna say.
1: So, what about not having Franco come back? Did you like that? Did you not like that? I was
0: fine with it. They had obviously, There was a little bit of a cameo when he's watching an old tape or whatever DVD that he finds. Um, yeah, I had no problem with, with having all new human
1: characters. I feel like one of the reasons why is it would have been very hard for Franco if he would have came back um, which I think would have been entirely possible. I mean, he could have survived the big plague that happened. Excuse me. But um it's the emotional portrayal that he would have had to have shown, you know, in uh talking to and interacting with Caesar yeah. again. So I think that's why they didn't do I it. Mean, that would have been way too How to realistic would
0: it be seven years or however many years later that he would run back into him again? Yeah,
1: and how long was
0: it since I the first movie? I feel like it was seven or ten. Because I feel
1: like I mean, I know there's some Show on like the Geography Channel or the Discovery And I love
0: the opening sequence, the title sequence, how, again, it showed like how this disease that the apes have given off has kind of destroyed and it shows yeah. where the humans are left.
1: But what about all of the forestation and the destruction of the man made structures, uh, the overgrowth, all of that? A little fast.
0: Really fast. <laughs> yeah. Really fast. But it's a cool, it looks good. Whether it's like. Appropriate for how long it's been or not. I thought it looked good. Some of the aerial
1: shots were pretty cool. I mean, though still graphically constructed, so.
0: Yeah. That's all I got. That's all I got. Let's go to E2 Mama Tambien. Yes, the film club segment. And your mother also. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.
1: And Alfonso Cuaron directed this film. Yes. Uh, Also the director of Gravity, as we previously talked about. Uh, this was, I think, 2001, 2000, 2004? 2003 shoot. is my guess. Let's see. Okay, let's see. E, I'm going to say 2004. E2 Mama Tambien is 2001. I knew, it was 2000. 2000. I knew it was two thousand. I knew it was. That's why I said it. It was but a space
0: yeah. odyssey. Yeah. Shoot. What was 2004 then? <laughs> I Something know. I watched was 2004. Maybe it was Children of Men, his next movie. Maybe. Maybe.
1: But, okay, anyway. <laughs> so, uh, you recommended it to me. Why did you recommend it to me? I
0: recommended it to you because I watched it and I enjoyed it a great deal. Plus, it's Alfonso Cuaron. I feel like his movies are worth catching up on. I thought it was a great coming-of-age movie. I thought it was a great sex comedy drama. Um, I just, I thought it was really, really good. Um... And
1: I completely agree. You do. Uh yeah. Yes, it, it was really good. Um, it is uh, a foreign language film. Um, I had actually this was a major hit back when it came out. Um, that's why I thought I had seen it, and I actually had seen the very beginning. Um, and I had stopped watching it because, and I was so close—not that I was so close to doing it again—but <laughs> for some reason, the very beginning, the subtitles. Are very hard to read. Uh, mm-hmm. It's yellow lettering, and yeah. a lot of the background was yellow because of pottery and certain things. Yeah, it
0: has like that similar tone to it.
1: Um, so it was really hard to see. That's why I stopped watching it the first that time. Because true. why watch a film that I'm not going to be able to read? And the what subtitles? kind of
0: choice is yellow sub? White subtitles. It's not that hard with black trim. Come on, yeah. But <laughs> so,
1: once you get past the beginning, it then became completely readable. So. Um, it's just the the beginning was a, I maybe missed something only because I was really concentrating on yeah. those subtitles. But so this film is uh, uh, it is about two extremely good friends um, in Mexico. One of them is a very wealthy uh, son of a political leader, I believe. Um, they're really good friends. Uh, they both have two girlfriends uh, that are going away on a trip. You see both of them Um,
0: have sex with their girlfriends before
1: they leave? You do. uh, One extremely quickly. (laughs) Uh, But so, their girlfriends are gone, so they kind of want to have some fun. Uh, And so it follows their life for a little bit. They come into contact with one of their cousin's girlfriends um, at a presidential party. That's how influential their family is. um, Is that they're at a party where the president of Mexico is at. Mm -hmm. They meet the cousin's girlfriend. They... Who is. She's
0: hot. Muy caliente. She's she
1: is very good looking, but she's also like 20 years their senior, I feel, or at least 15 or so. Um, so there's definitely this big age gap, but they're still hitting on her because she is very good looking. Uh, ask her out to go uh, on to. A road trip. On a road trip to go to this made up beach called Heaven's Mouth, I think, or something like that. Well, she's like she's basically saying, "Oh, I'll bring my boyfriend," like knowing that yeah. they're gonna not want her to come anymore. Um, well, she finds out that the cousin yeah. is yeah. Spoiler alert: We always spoil in yeah. film club because we it's hope a big you, one though. That's we, why I we <laughs> hope just... you watch. Yeah, um, but she finds <clears throat> out that her cousin cheated on her, so she decides to go cheat on him and go with these two young guys go to this beach. Um, during that, the two the two boys realize that uh, they've both cheated on their girlfriends with the other friend's girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. um, and don't they kind of laugh it off? They hate each other at first. first they literally yeah, hate yeah. each other. Almost, you, I almost feel like they were going to kill each other. I thought this was going to turn into like this um, revenge type film because the emotion they portrayed of the hate seems so real, and it should. Um, but they eventually kind of forgive each other have sex with the girl
0: um, <laughs> each of them
1: yeah and at one point though during their fighting uh the girl that is coming along says why are you guys fighting like who cares about the girlfriends we i know that you two just want to have sex basically yeah. um which you kind of like maybe she's just saying that you know to shut them up or whatever but then you like at first i thought they were just really good friends but then you do gotta go is that true? Like, maybe I'm missing something. But, um, Sarah's like, nah, never mind. That's, she was just saying it. Uh, but then later on, they all get drunk. They start having sex together. And then those two start kissing each other. And you realize that, yeah. Well, have... I don't think that means that they're gay. I think just was like, uh. A... Well, I do because. I do because. As soon as they woke up together, now one of them did go out and throw up, realizing what he did, so that is definitely an argument for them not being, or at least one of them not being. Um
0: I feel like it's one of those things where But but
1: then they never talk to each other again, they yeah. left, they parted ways, they eventually did meet one time and I think the one I think what it is it is now thinking about it, the one guy's not gay and the other one is. Maybe, the one yeah. has been gay for him the whole time. Mm-hmm because he seemed extremely sad. Maybe it was just that he was sad because the friendship was so yeah. incredible and then they're done. Okay, go um, good But it destroyed their friendship either yeah. way. Um, but throughout the film, you have this narrator. Do you know who the narrator was?
0: Uh, uh, off the top of my head, I can't Well, I mean, know. was it even a character in the film? Wasn't it one of them? I, At an older
1: age? No, I don't think it was. Um, okay. I'm not sure, though. But either way... Uh, you definitely it's a very u- unique narration because it would silence the entire film um, I don't think it's uh, froze the frame I don't think so but it almost had that feel of freezing the frame mm-hmm. uh, just the way it silenced the film and then it had this kind of quiet deep voice um, talking about certain things that had nothing to do with the film Most, almost every time the narration had nothing to do with the film Um, except, I mean, it was little pieces of information that didn't have anything to do with the film. Oh, at this crossroad, if they were here five years ago, they would have saw a dead body because the car ran off the road. Yeah. Uh, That kind of things. But that had nothing to do with the film because they don't even, it's not like they almost, you know,
0: crashed or whatever. Mm -hmm. I do think that a secondary part of the movie is how these upper-class people are going through a road trip through these low, lower class, you know, parts of town or parts of the country, and it's just showing how they're they're driving past all these people in horrible situations, and and they're just laughing, and having a good time, while these people are, you know, you know what struggling hardcore. Now that you say that, I
1: actually I could understand that. Maybe that's what the narration is always for. Because I remember at one point they pass a town. Mm-hmm. Of course, they don't stop in the town, and it's really off in the distance, but it's. It narrates that it was where one of the um, cleaning ladies, I think, lived or something like yeah. that. But of course, he didn't mention it. But I thought, okay, he just doesn't mention it. Mm-hmm. At first, I was trying to see if it would tell anything about the, their characters, uh, because I think the very first narration is the one guy lifts uh, the seats up with his foot while the other guy does something, and it's like, well, I, okay, <laughs> yeah. you know. But I thought that was just like a little neat touch. It was. Uh, like a, almost like an artistic element added to it, but now that I, I could see what you're saying that mm-hmm. maybe that is an extra part to the film. Um, I guess maybe the reason why I didn't see it was because the friend is kind of poor. Yeah. Um. I don't. I don't know if he's poor, but he's nowhere near as wealthy as the yeah. one friend. I. I don't know their names. I'm like one's Javier, I think, or Javier. Gabriel. Julio. One's Julian. Oh, I was. And Tonoke. But... I believe. Yeah. T o n o c h e. I think. Um,
0: Sagal, Garcia, Bernal, and what's the other actor? They they both had good careers after this. Yeah, you definitely.
1: Not, most people probably have seen them in a couple different mm-hmm. things. Um,
0: and I thought they were excellent in this movie, as well they, as the the woman.
1: Yeah, all three were really good. You could see the friendship between the two guys. Um, it seemed so real throughout the whole film everything that they did seemed pretty real except one of the things with they were at a pool and they were uh maybe that also shows that they are gay though because who jerks off next to your friend like that's what the heck
0: hey um young kids who knows
2: yeah i don't i
0: just don't think that happens you don't Um, do that (laughs) (laughs) but so anyway
1: uh I there was such a realism to this film, the way it was shot. Um, I really like the camera. The camera work is a free-flowing camera. It almost feels like it's floating.
0: Um, how about the one shot I love? It's in the girl's apartment when they're about to leave for the trip, and the camera stays in that room but it, and just pans over to the window, and you can see them get out of the car from the window. And it, I just love how oh, it just slowly uh, goes back and forth, but it's like one take... You know, they're in the apartment, and then it just slowly pans, and then you see them getting into the car.
1: I don't, I don't remember that shot specifically, but I do remember a couple really good shots. I remember one time she's crying in like a phone booth, I think, Mm
2: -hmm. because she's Mm -hmm.
1: talking to Juno or the the cousin. All those two are having fun, uh, eating breakfast, whatever. Um, That the way that was shot was really cool, but I just, I guess, the overall general camera work. it's some guy holding the camera and following him around. You see the camera kind of waving a little bit. But it lent itself to the natural feel of the film, this kind of um, Mm -hmm. uh, Mexican type of feel that is uh, in this country that there are a ton of dirt roads. uh, People don't always live in mansions and nice houses or brick houses uh, even. Um, It's just this kind of freedom in this country um, such as the president uh, They in the very beginning they talk about the president and how he's rigged the elections um, for the last like 71 years or something you yeah. know and it's it's this freedom of the upper class they can do whatever they want but when you get down to the lower classes they're um, just living day to day scraping by exactly um, And but so the camera work lent itself to that because that's what they were they were looking at the wealthier people um, and so the camera was free and mm-hmm. and also was very I don't want to say fast paced but it seemed young like I don't know with these two young guys it was I don't know it was moving quickly it was very energetic yeah. even though the actual plot wasn't fast paced which you don't it doesn't need to be um, but because of that energy you felt it in the camera work you felt the movement of the camera with the movement mm-hmm. of the characters
0: now so, do you agree with me about the revelation at the end is amazing. It makes you rethink the whole movie and try to put everything in a different perspective. The revelation at the end. Oh she yes. She had cancer the whole time. She knew she was dying. Um, I thought that was awesome. I felt like in some movies something like that can be like just like a annoying like just a ploy by the director to try to throw something at the end. But I felt like this it really gave credence to a lot of the questions that I had before like why would she really do this would she really do this I thought and she's in a crisis she's she's dying of cancer she's just said screw it let's do this you know I thought it really made it played into the character motivations and I love the the character development throughout this movie see I thought there was
1: already the character motivation with her just getting revenge her boyfriend cheated on her so she's now going to cheat on him type of thing yeah but for someone
0: um, her age that I don't know yeah
1: but then she also wants to feel alive she wants to feel yeah. young um and that's where it, yeah I don't think it was necessary I don't you know no I um, loved to it to me it didn't add anything and I'm glad like, that little thing that is neat when you when you in a movie when that little neat thing makes you love the film ten times more mm-hmm. for me it didn't do it with this film it was already a very very good film um but for me, it didn't do anything. It doesn't. Yeah. Um, the ending, like, I was more concerned. Like, I was not more concerned, but I was. I guess I was more concerned. I was paying more, a, a more atten- attention to the relationship uh, between the two guys yeah. and where that's heading. Is that like I was as a you know as the were you hoping were they would like get married?
0: Um, that kind of would have
1: been. I wish it would have fully explained. You know whether they were gay or not, whether they were good friends, whether I mean, they in, after that after like two years of not even talking to each other they meet at some party or whatever mm-hmm. go to a cafe and then they never see each other ever again the narration says like, so I mean in a way I'm satisfied with that I'm fine but so that's what I was looking forward to is what happens with them because once I saw she died or read she died okay she died Um, she was not she was more of a of a tool in yes. the film. Yes, um, the For those two, she was uh, For those, their two yeah. relationships. She was not a central, like, figure in the film, even though she was in the film a lot.
0: like her last thing to do on Earth is to get these guys together and, and hash out whatever they need to hash out. Exactly. Um, and it just didn't work out. If, how crazy would it have been if, like they finally realized yes we're gay for each other and then they live happily ever after that had been like a crazy love story it would have been but i'm like to me that doesn't matter like
1: that's fine if they are or they aren't i wish it would have been a little bit more definitive whether they are or they aren't um but when you like when i think of the the actual plot of this uh it's once again free-flowing like it has like they meet this girl they go on a road trip they learn uh they learn that um they've wronged each other in certain ways um but you don't see that coming like you don't you you don't predict any of this do you like no i didn't um because it's like just kind of random events that are happening on this road trip Going
0: with the flow um they're out of their comfort zone so yeah yeah. Um, things will come but so naturally.
1: she's just the mechanism for it. Whether whatever the randomness is, I don't think she had a like her destiny was to to bring these two together and make yeah. them hash out their, their That was just an idea things. that popped in my head. Well, yeah. Um but I think she was just a mechanism for those two, for whatever was going to occur. Yeah. Whether it was just to yeah. have sex or <laughs> to hash out their wrongdoings to each other or to or to, to have conversations or just yeah. whatever. Or to have she was sex just, with
0: the same girl at the same time. That, exactly. <laughs>
1: um uh, so I don't know, at the very end then I sh- her mechanism was done. Yeah. So
0: absolutely. I did you like it as a coming of age ad movie? Coming of age? Like uh <laughs> I'm just kidding. What <laughs> I, <know>. I wasn't <laughs> yes, making yes. a joke. Like, would you put this in your top five coming-of-age movies? Um, I think I might know. Oh, it was extremely
1: good. I don't know. I would have to look at the list. We I know we had a list. You don't have don't this think... in the back of your mm-hmm. head at all times? No. Not even.
0: <laughs> I can't even think of one other coming-of-age movie, to be <laughs> The only thing oh. I can think of is Perks of Being a Wallflower, because that's, yeah. that's the movie <laughs> we did when we had that list. But Yeah. Um, uh,
1: what would you give it? i give it a... I want to give it like an 8.2, 8.3, so... Right in the middle of an eight and a half. Eight. All right. Sounds
0: I think I give it a heavy eight and a half, light nine. Heavy eight and a half. Um, I I could agree with eight and a half. All right. Well, what else did you watch twenty weeks ago?
1: oh <laughs> uh, well, let's see. I did watch. Uh,
0: I've watched a lot of repeat films. Um, that's all right. One, I would watched Troy. Hmm. I haven't seen it in a while. I loved it at the time. I'm wondering if it holds up. It does. It's, it does.
1: It's not as good. A lot of people hate it. I almost remember, like, I remember it as like a Spielbergian type epic. It's not. It's <laughs> definitely not that good. Um, I just remember Brad Pitt being a complete badass. He is, but then he isn't. Really? It's always kind of like too much of him. Like he does, tries too hard. But it's an okay film, it's still pretty cool. Yeah. So um, don't
0: rewatch it <laughs> if I haven't. I hard. I would not. No okay I watched The Wind Rises you did yes which speaking of which will be your next movie for the film club it is segment Um, I loved it it is my favorite Studio Ghibli film to date I think it's a masterpiece it's a perfect way for Miyazaki to go out he might come back at I he mean, it. It obviously, if he does, I will eagerly await See, it. But it would be this would be the perfect swan song. Because he took a hiatus. He
1: said he was done a while ago. Yeah. Then he found an amazing story in Hell's Moving Castle. Came back after five. Yeah, he's 10 retired years. a lot. <laughs> so you never know. But he is up there in age. So yeah,
0: um, I give it a nine and a half out of ten. I actually had to retroactively go back to my 2013 top ten. I think I put it at number five or six. Mm. It's fantastic. I can't wait to talk about it uh, next week. I'm pretty excited for it. I did watch Ocean's 13. I've not seen
1: 11 or 12. Well, that's crazy. Um, to start with? Well, it was just on TV. I think it was New Year's or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I liked it. Well, then you'll definitely like 11. That's what I'm thinking <laughs> because I hear 11's the best. 12's the worst. And so I'm sure that 12 and 13, people don't like them because they're not as good as the, the first one. So I'm thinking I'm gonna really like the first one,
0: or maybe because 13 is the first one you saw, it might be too similar and you might not like 11 as much. That's but a, I think you—that's a possibility. I, think I
1: definitely would. saw some flaws in, it, but I—I like the the flow of it. The, the same director. I yeah, Steven either.
0: Soderbergh. Oh yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. Okay, um, it's very quick. It's it's good. It's, yeah, I th- I liked it. All star ensemble cast and done very well. That's the
1: thing is that there's tons of these. Brad films Pitt that and have... George Clooney together is great. Yeah.
0: George I I like George Clooney in this. Yeah. He wasn't as pretentious as he usually is. So. <laughs> no monuments, man. Yeah. I watched Life Itself, the Roger Ebert documentary. I watched a chunk of it. You did? I haven't watched all of it, so don't tell me too much. I loved it. yeah, I, I loved it. Started off slow for me. Um when it's just recounting his early career, I wasn't as interested. What as it goes later into the movie, I thought it got better and better, as it gets more to the personal side and what's going on, in the more recent times. And it also has like a little mini, segment on Gene Siskel, his partner on that show at the movies Yeah, I want to watch. He all seems like a really episodes. cool guy. I know, I want to see. Because all they did was fight, right? Not all of it. Yeah, they disagreed fight. a lot, and they did. It's like they hated each other but loved each other. Love hating. Yeah. I watched this movie, lying in bed next to my wife who's asleep, Sam, at like 11.30. I'm bawling my eyes out at the end of the movie. Wow. I mean, openly sobbing, and I'm actually, as I'm crying, I'm like, dear God, don't let her wake up and see me, and she'd be like, what the hell's going on? I don't know if necessarily it's all because of what's going on in the movie, but it did it just made me think about stuff that's happened in my past, made me think about people I've lost in kind of a similar, not necessarily similar, but... Yeah, I think I actually watched the end. Um, somewhat similar. It's like she wore the hat because
1: that was her favorite, that was his favorite hat. Oh, nothing, I don't even remember that. At the funeral, his oh, wife.
0: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I think but I, just I watched the so. I lost two grandparents. One had to, was hooked on a respirator machine, like a you know a thing that keeps them alive. And I just think he is a brave individual, man. Very courageous. I, I hope if anything happens to me like that, that I can have that mindset and be that brave about it, and just be like, "Hey, death is a part of life." And man, yeah. but just he gave continu- me chills. And made me think about
1: death. And, he continued with reviewing movies, almost very close to. And the, it his seemed very like end. he was a
0: miserable guy when he was young, and then once he had this terrible thing happen to him, he all of a sudden became happy and mm-hmm. like just a great person with like it was a really good yeah. touching documentary okay. eight and a half out of ten um i watched let
1: me see i watched casino um, first time first time scorsese directed film uh it well, has yeah it was long um well I, I don't know it didn't feel long to me i don't know i think run three time hours um I loved it. You did? Truly loved this film? Uh I think it's pretty darn good. I can't like yeah, It's definitely I, good. I can't believe I didn't watch is it great. before. De Niro is really good. Um I don't know, it was just I really enjoyed it. I really like the just the feel of it. I, it I don't felt, like
0: it as much as Goodfellas. I think it's a a little bit overrated, but I do enjoy it.
1: Really? I don't know. It I would like to watch it again. Uh only cuz it was that good and I I feel like there's some more stuff to get out of it um, that's awesome scorsese is definitely wow he's, he's good.
0: one of the masters he really <laughs> is i mean he really is just uh, the characters the characters alone are just like how does he come up with the stuff <laughs> that's uh, the best thing that well, you can did, say about a director did he write
1: well i don't know but i'm is just I mean? saying
0: like he's obviously he has something to do with all these movies if Everyone he touches turns to gold. At most, yeah. You know, have you seen Taxi Driver? I still haven't seen Taxi. Driver. check that one out next. Another classic, De Niro. It's and see, Cape Fear,
1: but see, great. um, De Niro wasn't that young in this. I mean, he was young.
0: Oh yeah, yeah.
1: But um, was this? this was in the nineties, right? Mm-hmm. Casinos nine. Yeah. So I'm fine with De Niro in the nineties. It's when he gets when he's extremely young, extremely young. It's for some reason he irks me. I've, I've you gotta check it so out Cape Fear
0: and. uh, Taxi Driver, mm. and the Deer Hunter. Did you see that? You know what? I don't. I haven't. That's really good. It's not Scorsese, but it's really good. Uh, I watched Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. You did essentially for the first time. Uh, yeah. I remember seeing it as a kid, probably when it first came out, and not getting it at all. What Clearly, I was an idiot. You had to have been because this movie is awesome, isn't
1: it? <laughs> and it's it's so majestic. It yes. truly it's. Them, it's, them it's one of the like best martial arts films
0: ever. on the tiniest of branches. Just is like, wow. There's some script issues, but it's so much more than makes up for it in everything else. Mm-hmm. Just the the acting, the the action. Oh my God, the fighting is amazing. The Yeah, like you said, the elegance just... Yeah, and the story is really good. It's yeah. ah, a story of revenge, and I don't know. I can't say enough good things about it. You were right. I was wrong. Right. Not afraid, 10 minutes. 9 out of 10. Yeah. 9 out of
1: 10. That's good. I'm very happy. Um, that's all I'm going to say. I'm going to wait for the next
0: Okay. I'll well, just episode. run through some more okay. from the early days of 2000. Our next episode,
1: we will be f- recording it as soon as this ends, so I do want to save. Yeah.
0: And I'm going to stagger the re- release a little bit of the second episode. Okay. So I'll give everyone a chance to listen to this one first. I watched Bullhead. Have you seen this? Bullhead. No. It's a. I I want to say it's a German movie. It's on Netflix instant. God, it's been two or three weeks since I've seen it. I'm trying to... It's about this um this guy who as a kid had this major ordeal happen to him and then it and it kind of shows you in flashbacks throughout the movie about stuff that happened to him but the story is the present day. He's like a uh, bull cattle herder. Yeah, and he farmer. Yeah, and he uses steroids on himself and on his cows to try to make more money, and he kind of gets wrapped up in this crime that's going on, almost through no fault of his own. But all of a sudden, he's in it, and then his old childhood friend reemerges, and he's also part of it, working with the cops. And it's just a really interesting weaving of personal and this crime story and past and present and i thought it was really good uh eight out of ten would definitely recommend it Hmm. i know i didn't do it justice describing it but uh, just take my word for it it is good definitely i watched let's be cops i watch
1: i actually watched that as well should
0: i save it um we we can talk about it right now i didn't like it very much Thank you. We're like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> once again, the people from Connecticut, I they was, loved it. They loved it, <laughs> and they were like, "You laughed at it all the time." I was like, "I laughed like at three parts. Like, I laughed a decent amount, but that doesn't always mean that it's a great movie." It feels yeah. like it's kind of like mediocre comedy, like Neighbors, and I almost felt like I was laughing at times, even when I didn't think it was funny for some reason. <laughs> Just... <laughs> I like the idea of it. It could have been a good film. Yeah, it's... I think it took it a little far, obviously, but yeah. I like the scene when they're like going to the store where the real cops are for the first time, and they're creeping around, and the guys, are like these crazy guys are in the store. Do you know what I'm talking about?
1: Yeah, yeah. Like,
0: that stuff, that yeah, was... what was that? Did that even make sense? You had a sumo wrestler? <laughs> didn't make sense at all. Running but just, to the store. Just, well, I like the reactions of, like, Rob Riggle as the real cop. I did like Rob and Riggle And stuff in like this. that, Yeah. I don't know. It had some funny parts, but I thought it was really dumb.
1: Yeah, for the I most gave it part. it like a
0: five it. out of ten. Oh yeah, that's. Oh well, five? well Wow! I would say six. <laughs> <laughs> I watched Carrie the remake. The remake? Why? Still you, never seen the original. Why didn't you just watch the original? Because it wasn't on Netflix anymore. Oh, I wasn't? know it was, but oh. it wasn't anymore. That's crazy. And the so remake you was. You should have watched. that. Uh, I, I watched
1: the remake so I don't know if it's good.
0: I uh, it's not but I do see why the original would be good. <laughs> yeah, but you've already ruined it. You will not get the same
1: Probably not. um joy out of it because you already know it, all the plot. Like mm-hmm. Why would you do Chloe that? Chloe
0: Grace Moretz, who's hit girl from Kick-Ass plays Carrie. I don't think she's right for the role. She does a decent enough job and at the the last Fifteen twenty minutes, pretty pretty good, but it just felt like such a glossy Hollywoodized version of what I assume is a classic horror movie. Mm-hmm. Just completely ironed out all the interesting parts of it. You can tell. Yeah, uh, five and a half out of ten.
1: Wow, you would have been.
0: I still will watch the original, and I, I think. Sorry, I think I like it. Not as more. much though. Probably right. Uh, I watched Detachment this is a movie uh, by the director of American History X this has what's his face, the pianist uh, Adrian Brody as a substitute teacher who's coming to sub at this new school, this troubled school and it's basically just about him acclimating to life at this school with happen to deal with the teachers and the students and Mm -hmm. it's a little it's like edited real weird I didn't like it very much at all 5.5 out of 10 I can't remember enough to really go into detail but just didn't do it for me Uh, I have a couple TV things real quick Bojack Horseman Christmas Special (laughs) (laughs) I obviously loved the TV show and I saw Christmas Specials like yeah let's do it and it was good well wow. basically all What's it is is Bojack <laughs> and Todd they sit there and watch one of the Horsin' Around Christmas specials which is the show that he was on it's basically a full house rip off um, but with the horse <laughs> it's just like a cheesy Christmas special and it's it's funny I don't know I enjoyed it not as good as the actual show itself but watched Marvel's Agent Carter the first wow. two episodes was it any good It was okay. It was pretty good. Better than Agents of Shield, from what I've seen of that show. Agents of Shield (laughs) sucked. But obviously. Have you seen Gotham? Yeah, I hate it. I hear it's awesome. It's one of the worst shows I've ever seen. Could just be a difference of opinion, but I do not like it at all. I watched the first three episodes and rumors threw up every time. (laughs) Well then you are so
1: overly dramatic (laughs) that I don't express your opinion. I like
0: the penguin in it. The penguin is really good. That's a really small part of the show, though. You didn't like Sherlock, <laughs> did you? So yes, I did. I just didn't. I saw the only one episode. Mm. It was pretty good. Uh, Marvel's Agent Carter, though. Obviously, I love the original Captain America, and this has that same tone and and uh, period piece vibe. And uh, sorry, I can't remember the girl's name, woman's name, but Agent Carter herself. Really good. I like her a lot there's a lot of good actors in it. There's a lot of good ideas, but it's just kind of boring. Mm. I'd give it a 7 out of 10 if I rated TV shows. It's a mini-series. I watch all eight episodes, so there's that. I stopped watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, If you rated... Of course you rate TV shows. All right, of course I rate TV shows. (laughs) Celebrity Apprentice, though. Celebrity Apprentice. 10 out of 10.
1: I've watched (laughs) the first two. I haven't seen this latest one. Me either. Which has come out
0: right. aired last night. Last night, okay.
1: I haven't watched it yet, myself. Um, first two episodes make me hate the show because really? Donald Trump... I'm enjoying this season. Donald Trump, I don't like the way he decides who gets fired. It's so stupid. Like, he... No one It, it goes always month. has,
0: but... Yeah, but
1: it's <laughs> it was so bad that he didn't get rid of um, whatever the guy's name was. T.O. or... Geraldo. Her- Her- Geraldo
0: Rivera. Uh, yeah,
1: I mean... Everyone's like, oh, when... Uh, not Joe Jonas.
0: Is that Joe Jonas? Kevin
1: Jonas? Kevin Jonas, okay. Um, when Kevin Jonas brought in... The...
0: And who would have thought we'd like a Jonas brother? Yeah. I was actually a, he, pretty good. He was. I mean, he kind of was getting a little... Yeah, annoying, but... you could
1: tell he was a spoiled brat. But he did the decision I would have did, which was
0: brought in an ally to fight against Geraldo. But his mistake was to announced that i'm bringing in an ally to fight against her auto which you don't want to tell trump what you're showing your hands because then he's going to see like just be like no you're not going to play me and then that's what happened exactly which is stupid that because it should have just been who did the worst but isn't it so interesting that trump is this such a big obstacle like he basically will just fire whoever he doesn't like for any reason Exactly. That's what makes it interesting, and you gotta play him right, and you can't let him know that you're trying to play him. I don't know. I th- I kind of like it.
1: I don't. I don't. It's just like it makes it all worthless in the end. Then it doesn't make. Uh, yeah. It doesn't make it is, who wins valid. Like absolutely. It's not valid. I don't
0: think it ever has been. Mm-hmm. I've only really been watching for like three or four seasons, but I mean, it's probably always been like this. But I don't know. Maybe just i just look, never. From the scenes since I've seen, Clay Aiken should have won. Instead, he gives it to um, Arsenio Hall. He Pendulette should have won. He gives it to Trace Adkins.
1: Uh, that one's a little bit closer.
0: That one, even though I love Pendulette, that one's
1: that was kind of close.
0: Right, but to me, it's not about who wins, or even about who gets eliminated each week. It's just about the drama. That and it is neat to see. Yeah, you get the realism. See, yeah, because this, you can. These celebrities cannot hide their douchiness for that long. <laughs> the real even, and even Penn said,
1: out of every reality show he's ever been on, and he's been on a ton, he said this one was the most real. It and actually, I actually showed it. the real, the real, the real aspect of everyone. I believe it. So.
0: I what do you think about the cast overall? Obviously we don't have to go into specifics but I don't I don't like the cast. Everyone I liked has gotten taken out already, yeah, so I know. <laughs> um I what, know. you were a big fan of the Cosby girl? No, <laughs> not the Cosby girl, but uh Gilbert Affleck. Godfrey yeah.
1: and uh and Kevin Kev, Jonas. Kevin Jonas. Um, T.O. i O I'm surprised I actually liked so
0: far. I thought he'd bring bring more drama. Maybe he will eventually but I think he will. Yeah. I think he will Johnny Damon will bring none he's boring um the girls are gonna have a lot of drama I think they're gonna carry the there's two
1: housewives of Atlanta and Jordan they know what something. they're doing
0: as far as drama goes he,
1: how, why do they have them like dude, I don't know I don't even know I don't know who they are me either um you have a uh the gymnast I believe or Sean in,
0: Jordan and yeah. then uh the snowboarder yeah um, uh, athletes are never very interesting yeah there's no right. winner pick um, we I think we have the same, right? Lisa yeah, what, Gibbons. Yeah,
1: I would say Lisa. Um, if if a woman's going to win, it, was, it should be yep. Lisa. If it's a guy who's going to win, I'd probably say Damon. Really? Yeah, Gerardo's not going to last that long. I mean, he's going to last, but everyone hates him, and he's going to get knocked out.
0: I eventually. say, in time for Sharknator three, I'm Ziering. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Could be the winner. I don't know. I like him, though. Is there a Sharknado 3? I'm sure there will be. It doesn't take much. All right, yeah, that's pretty much all I got to say about it. I'm glad it's back.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'll watch, I'll watch most of the season. <laughs> I'll fall out like every other
0: time. <laughs> every other reality show. Yeah. Uh, just a couple things for news. Scarlett Johansson will be playing the live-action Ghost in a Shell. Oh, have you ever seen Ghost in the Shell? No, heard it's good anime. Uh, so yeah, it's supposed. You think to... she's a good fit. Uh-huh. Isn't that a very risque anime? Um. Oh, almost every anime is really. So, like... <laughs> yeah, anyways, like hentai. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like Scarlett Johansson. And I've heard Ghost in the Shell is good, so it sounds like a good marriage it, to me. It could be. I mean, how? I don't.
1: I, the only anime I've ever seen. Converted uh, is Dragon Ball Z, and that was god awful. So. Well, what
0: about uh, the M Night Shyamalan movie, Last Airbender? I wouldn't. Con- that's not Japanese animation. Okay. I mean, it's yeah. that
1: in, I guess, a Japanese culture, but it it's two American. Ar- two dirty American guys, <laughs> incredible, but yeah, not the movie. The movie was trash. You said it was
0: okay. It was. I didn't say it was okay. It, I just think it was. That was like for a, a kids' movie. It was. Over. That was a two or a three. To me, it was like a five or a five and a half. Um, there's going to be a new release, extended cut of X-Men Days of Future Past in 2015, the Rogue cut. So I guess it's like all the scenes they cut out with Rogue is going to be put back in. So it's going to be like two oh, and what, a half why, hours long. Why did they cut out all Apparently the scenes Apparently she had a Rogue. decently big part in the movie. Why did they cut them out? Just probably for time purposes. Or Was she even conversion. in the film at all? She's in it for like five seconds near the end. At mm. the end. You know, I'll, I'll watch it. You'll watch it again?
1: Yeah. I didn't get to watch it this last time oh, around. Okay. Yeah. I don't so, know if
0: I'm going to watch it a third time. If I hear like, you gotta watch it, the road cut is the best cut. I'll let you know. <laughs> yeah. Then is it coming out in theaters? Or... No, just probably no. Blu-ray. I'd I might watch it I in theaters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, and lastly for this episode, the Golden Globes were two nights ago. Yeah, you watched it? I watched a lot of it. Um, I, I s- loved the opening monologue. Amy Poehler and Tina Fey were great. I do.
1: I'm going to watch all the highlights of that.
0: I saw some of the awards, um,
1: uh, Boyhood seemed to win a, a couple. Boyhood of won a lot, um, which obviously what, we'll get into more in the next episode. What one best film?
0: Boyhood. Oh, it was Boyhood? Won best drama. Then they had comedy musical... I think uh, what about the was it Boyhood? The Golden Globe uh, split it comedy everything did, did Linklater later win film. Best Director? Yes he did. And also and, um, best support Best, best actress, actress. Um with uh Patricia Arquette.
1: Yeah. Um, who else won think. anything?
0: Um I could pull it up. I'm trying to I
1: I know Foxcatcher only had three nominations. They didn't I don't think they've won anything. No, I don't think so. Um, which isn't
0: surprising,
1: but uh, Birdman, Grand um,
0: Budapest Hotel won for best musical or comedy.
1: That's how. Wait, what? Oh,
0: okay. Uh, how to Train Your Dragon Two won best animated. Uh, George, Cl- no Lifetime Theory of Everything score. Michael Keaton for best actor.
1: I'm so scared for Birdman. I've seen a lot more of the, uh, more footage than I have before and it looks like it's I have this I had this feeling it was gonna be this really cool indie like it's the kind of the same story It's all in one shot Bo Jack horseman, you know. You <laughs> yeah. know, this actor that is down on his luck. <laughs> he's he's this washed up guy, which I love that kind of aspect to a character. He's someone who was incredible before and now is washed up and what is he going to do with the rest of his life? I was like, Oh my God, it's gonna be a small time film that's great and no, it's all these explosions, it looks like, in his imagination. I'm s- and
0: so looking forward to it still. I don't know. That's good. Lower your
1: expectations. There have been lowered to <laughs> drastically nothing.
0: Let's catch up on all the movies that came out in theaters since Christmas. Okay. We had The Interview, all that drama, and in the end it had just a basically a... It did well for itself on Video On Demand. I think it's made $35 million on Video On Demand. Or yeah. maybe that's combined with theatrical. But I what was that? I'm sorry. Thirty-five million. What? May The interview. Oh, the interview. Oh, it made money. It was on. Just on online, yeah.
1: It was on YouTube for free for a while.
0: No, on you had to sell, on, on you Christmas to Day. No, you had to pay for it. I think it was five bucks, but it was it on really? YouTube. Yeah. Because
1: usually there's like a two ninety nine sign, but I didn't see any monetary oh, really? cost. Hmm. I didn't watch maybe it. Maybe someone obviously. ripped it.
0: It was the actual. Oh, like, yeah. I'm not saying maybe they just didn't add that to this. Yeah, thing.
1: It probably know. was $5. But.
0: Into the Woods came out. The musical uh, with all the fairy tale people Meryl Streep, Johnny Depp. Yeah. I, I Any interest? Care. Not at all. We have a little bit. We'll review
1: it. I know we will. But probably. I really am not looking forward to
0: it. How about Unbroken? I've heard really good
1: things. You so. have? Yeah.
0: Your mom said it was one of the best movies she's seen in a long time. Uh, it might have been her that said it. So. <laughs> Does that mean it's terrible? I don't know. I've heard mixed things. So, uh, we'll be the judge. Yeah. Jury and executioner. American Sniper. This is um, the latest from Clint Eastwood with Bradley Cooper, the war movie. Um, I was. Really, I had an opportunity to set, get a advanced screening of it, or free screening of it tonight. If you ever need any of those, I literally get... <laughs> Thirty
1: in my email. Now. I just can't Every I'm single.
0: never able to go, that's the problem. So Yeah. And I've heard American is not that great, but I, I am interested. Really? I had,
1: when it first was like hitting the market, you know, everyone's like, Oh my god. Yeah.
0: Then you haven't really heard much. No.
1: Just I've seen a lot of trailers for it. Selma uh,
0: is also came out. Yeah. Martin Luther King. I heard it I hear it's great. I really? hear it might be the contender for best picture at the Oscars. Really? Yeah. I haven't heard that. Ninety-eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Like, apparently, the guy that plays Martin uh, David Oyelowo is a lock for Best Actor. I don't know how. I don't know. I want to see it. Big Eyes, the newest Tim Burton movie with uh, Christoph Waltz and Amy Adams. As she's Margaret Keene, a painter who her husband takes credit for all her artwork, and then they kind of get in a legal battle. Huh. Eventually, um, a most violent year. Which is uh, Jessica Chastain and Oscar Isaac, directed by the guy that did that Robert Redford movie where he's stuck on a boat.
1: All is Lost. All is
0: Lost, and yeah, same director as that. It's got good reviews, so I'm looking forward to it. And last and least, The Woman in Black Part 2. Part (laughs) 2? Yeah, without Daniel Radcliffe. Part two. <laughs> I never saw the first one. Neither did I. And on the next episode, we'll be reviewing *Boyhood*. Yeah. As well as our top five Richard Linklater films. Yeah, huge movie, Gigantuan. I heard that was
1: like a lock for best, best Oscar, or best film. For the it's Oscars. definitely
0: in the running. Um, also, the movies that came out on Redbox last week: *No Good Deed*. Uh, Taraj P. Henson and Idris Elba, I believe. Thriller. Calvary with Brennan Gleeson as a priest. I watched it. Wait, we want, we're want? we supposed to review that? No, I just watched it.
1: Oh, okay. I'm just, <laughs> well, <don't, laughs>
0: well, literally don't say anything about it. You want
1: to see it? I already have it. It's I've watched oh. uh, 20 minutes of it. I'm it's, not in my, th- it's in my Blu-ray player at home. I can so. talk
0: about how I felt, but I'm not going to say anything about the movie. Eye Origins. Okay. I want to see it, but not in a rush. And The Guest, which I watched as well. Stay tuned for the next episode. In the meantime, email us, shoot us a question, a comment, a suggestion at the red box Report at yahoo.com. Follow us on Twitter at theredboxreport. I'm on Twitter at The Oil Report. Like us on Facebook, subscribe, rate and review us on iTunes. You can find us on Stitcher and on Letterboxd. I'm at the Oriole Report. I'm at Casey Brady. And as always, have a great couple of days.